0: Oh, hello, Craig
1: (laughs) Craig, okay
0: Don't leave that in there
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, that's the intro I'm going to turn it into It's just going to be that to dubstep Hello, Craig Hello, Craig That is is the theme song Wub, wub, wub. Wub, wub, wub Wub, wub, wub Hello there and welcome to the first episode of Bear With Me, a podcast where I talk to friends and acquaintances, um, just about general stuff, but also focusing on projects and hobbies and goals that they've either had in their lives, um, have now, or would like to have, whether they've succeeded in these things, whether they've started them, whether they haven't, whether they ever will, and just the thoughts and origins behind that and whatever sort of plans that they have ahead that they'd like to fulfill. So let's get into this episode where I talk with my good friend Ryan um, from up in the north of England. I suggest you grab a drink. We definitely have. Um, And yeah, get cozy and hopefully you enjoy this episode. Like the general idea of it is, it's just... picture Picture that we're sort of like friends. First of all, picture that we're friends. Oh, no, um, that,
0: that's that's quite hard to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, stretch, stretch the old imagination there. And like the idea is that you're kind of like, I don't know, we're in a, a nice cabin somewhere, or we've gone away, like either with a bunch of friends or like each other, and we're just chatting, you know, a nice night with drinks and just chatting about this here sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if it helps to get in the mood, like uh, steady now sort of setting. The vibe.
0: You know? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Not sure I want to be taken there, but okay. It is okay. Well, less (laughs) it looks a bit ominous to me.
1: (laughs) Well less less murdery. I thought it was quite nice. I thought it was royalty free, and I was gonna use it as like the artwork, but now you've said that it's a bit
0: (laughs) it's a bit mm.
1: Hansel and Gretel.
0: Yeah, some people are like it.
1: Yeah. Well Mm. you might end up there yet. (laughs) So yeah, the whole point is that. Uh, we're just gonna, we're just friends Um, that's the role play anyway, and we're gonna just chat about well, I mean, I think COVID sort of and lockdown is really sort of like I don't know reignited like notions of like doing stuff and, and, and projects that you've always wanted to do or projects or like hobbies or things that you might have just realised that you wanted yeah, to do or so, try.
0: so when we get back out into the world, you'll do more of what you would have done or
1: yeah i think i think it's all encompassing so it's like that like if that's something that like whoever on these episodes is about or it's affected them that that, that's a thing but it also doesn't need to be that for Mm. me this is something that i've had for so long and i know so many people have it where you you've all these ideas and creative like things you want to do and then there's so many reasons why you don't do them um, or you can't do them or you do do them and so I think it's interesting to hear like the perspective of doing stuff for a laugh or for serious and it not working or it it, it, it does work or you know not not doing it at all you know sometimes there can be like things and we think I like the look of that I think I could do that I think I could be like a serial crochet person. And then yeah. you're like, why? Why do you think that? Is it because, you know, everyone else is doing it? So there's you know, it's
2: you've it's got quite
1: well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of like bear and shark and Pokemon crochet kits I've seen. And I'm like, or not like actual finished products. And I'm like, they're so cute. And I wonder could I make one of those?
0: Yeah, and, it's just like, and they're stealing your brand in a way so.
1: Well with the bear and the shark thing I do like associate quite heavily With those things but you know what I'm used to people Just stealing just what comes naturally To my aura mm-hmm. but, Um, I remember Once somebody did Actually get me a crochet kit For Christmas because they had heard me Talking about this one time And they decided that You know she must really be into this And they got me a crochet kit And I don't know if they're ever going to hear this. But um I I attempted and the attempt went as far as unboxing it and realizing that it just wasn't going to happen.
0: Yeah, well for you as well, there's quite a bit of maths involved, isn't there? He's like, you know <laughs> so that's okay. sort of a struggle. <laughs> First
1: of all, math of bell end, you are Second <laughs> with all there is actually maths involved in crochet. <laughs> and that is very off putting <laughs>
0: Yeah, to me. I'm fully aware. She's like, you know, I'll, I'd still live with the old deer, So she's doing it all the time. So that's all I ever see whenever I pass that room. So, aye.
1: So your mother, like, oh yeah, your mother knits and it. She knits and crochets. I mean, where's
0: where's the difference? Can, c- can do both, but mainly crochets. Um, I'm not sure of the difference myself because it's not something I've ever done. But uh, yeah, um, so there's, lot, there's there's a lot of projects like just left around the house <laughs> they're nice, oh. but, but but you know they're just like mostly piled up
1: well then that's that's perfect then. that's very apt for this here you're just surrounded by projects sounds yeah. a bit like a torture house uh, yeah.
0: it's not it's not too bad but you know the little bits of wool being left around here and there that's cozy, a a knockout, but...
1: cozy torture house that's yeah. nice bits of wool yeah your mother made me um a lovely massive rainbow scarf
0: oh they're always huge they take days days hours of, of work it's it's crazy what goes into them
1: yeah it i could They'll tell there's a lot of work into that um it was it's lovely it's really lovely lovely rainbow colors not sure why she picked rainbows probably because i'm irish let's assume
0: hey a uh, little leprechaun the... with a bit of gold
1: all right now we're pushing it Pushing a bit <laughs> the there. But it was lovely, but it was massive. It is like it. That's not a bad thing, but it is massive. So I could probably wrap myself in that. So it is. It is. Uh, it is that. That's somebody who made a plan, committed to it, and committed to it on a large level. Yep. And then it's kind of put puts you to shame
0: sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah completely the opposite of my life. So <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, just seeing, seeing those projects be done and then it's just like everything that you've like slacked on yourself. It's like you've mentioned like, you know, creative things. I don't actually have a creative mind as such, or I don't think that I do, because uh, I'm mainly analytical. So mm. problem solving and things like that I can do, and I can do them pretty damn quick but when it comes to like thinking of something that I want to put some work into, no, nah, mm. I, I, I totally lose it when it comes to that kind of thing.
1: But it's also, I don't know. I would never class myself as analytical, and if I did, and I don't think this is a real thing, I'm probably emotionally analytical. I don't know if that makes sense at all. It makes sense to me, but I suppose, Well see, I don't well, know, sure? I, I don't think you're void of create like the creative side at all. You write and stuff.
0: I do, but then I've only just taken that up again recently because I felt that I needed to, because it's, it's how I deal with uh, my mental illness. Uh, but, but yes, and that's mostly like trying to process thoughts, so I don't really see it as being creative, okay, um, so it's just like i I couldn't go like into the worlds of like fiction and, and things like that. I used to when I was a kid, but having not practice or thought in that way for a long time, can't do it just,
1: so do yeah. do you think that like the creative side of you is? Is it completely just something that you don't think that you could like expand on and bring to life, or is it just dormant? I mean, if you if you used to write when you were, you know, younger, you know, and if, if the mood took you, you know, I mean, what I, I think everybody has the ability, but then what level of ability and what level of interest I think are the main differences.
0: Mm, um, it's definitely a personal characteristic. Um, mm. I find a lot of my time is, uh, of things that i deal with be it work or home life pressures and whatever else a lot of my time outside of dealing with those things is purely to distract and i mm. don't i don't feed any energy into like creative pursuits as part of that i just mm. purely like look look for anything that can just like take my mind away from things as much right. as i can and it's all it's always been that way um it's how i deal with things if i can put it that way
1: I think that's pretty pretty common. Distraction is um is a massive coping mechanism. Um, you know, uh, I think it's interesting whether or not we consciously know that we're doing that. Um, you do obviously because we've we've chatted about this before. Um, because like your your big distraction thing is video games, right?
0: Yeah, always has been if go into it briefly it's like the the biggest thing that took me away from like a hard budded life when I was a kid so yeah it's it's always been a major factor and still is now
1: and so with video games being like your main distraction has that been because it's quite common for people to like be so immersed in video games and have it consumed themselves in a, in a distraction way or for many other reasons you know and when people think of that they usually think of sort of multiplayer games uh, you know like World of Warcraft or you know those sort of games that there's, that there's a social aspect to or there's you know other people playing so then there's some sort of commitment to it uh, has it been that for you or has it just been any sort of gameplay like single player or, or you know that sort of Be- thing
0: it used to be a lot of social gameplay so um when i'd come out of uh, college entered work things like that um that was like my main show, show, uh, social escape mm. so i was big into mosi's like where of course was like you know quite a big part of my life for a while but i was involved in that side like p- quite a fair bit before that ever came out mm. and it was purely for the social aspect so it's just like uh, with me mentioning it's just like when i was bullied as a kid i didn't really have many friends can't really name many at all so going into that kind of multiplayer area of games is what helped with that a whole lot as well as working did so uh working my first full-time job did the same thing it was sort of like a combination at the same time this is how i got all the social stuff that a lot of people would have actually built when they were kids mm.
1: that's quite interesting mm. Well, i mean back in the day when we were young and spry um i think our gaming like i was gaming i've always played video games and you've always played video games with very different experiences of accessibility and by that i mean like what you could play and the online aspect um i mean when i was young it was just demos uh pc game demos that were on my uncle's like collection of pc magazines i never I never played with anybody else. The internet didn't exist in Ireland until um, last July, is how it feels. So it definitely (laughs) wasn't like, there wasn't multiplayer or anything like that. I never, I wasn't as aware when I was younger that multiplayer was like a thing. And and therefore, you know, and it certainly would have been something I could have accessed either, but I wasn't aware of that scene or anything. And I I didn't have many friends or any friends, really, for for quite a substantial amount of my, like, younger years, for sure. Um, You had, like, you would play with people at school, and you would play football and all that was great. But a lot of my time was, like, solo. And I I was fine for it, you know. I would, like, I had a detective agency that also was a DIY agency. And, you know, I would go around, like, my grandparents' house and, like, investigate things and fix things and sometimes break things to sort of create a case. As you know, all kids
2: to, do. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. like,
1: oh dear, this light switch doesn't work. Mm. Who could have done it? I'll also fix it. Pay yeah. me um one pound. Um <laughs> so I also made a little business there. But maybe mm. that's maybe that's where like the idea of starting things and owning things and all, all that sort of stuff kinda started for me. Because I liked the idea of like there was it was all fun and games and everything, but I liked the idea of like this is my detective agency and I run it and I also do DIY stuff because I I liked all that you know I like detective stuff and mysteries and playing with guns and swords, but I liked building and I liked fixing things and my grandfather was a big influence for that, and then when I grew up. I'm not sure at what point I decided that I wanted to study something, but what I wanted to study was it made sense to be architecture and engineering. So that all sort of connected. But now, where I am in my life has no real connection to that. Um also, I wrote when I was a child, like i i i I, I would write short stories and everything, so that's the thing that's stayed with me. um, and you know, um amongst other people, but like you definitely know that this has been one of my uh, procrastinated areas, the whole writing thing, Um, which, uh, yeah, I've-
0: It's like, how many chapters are you into it now? It's like,
1: (laughs) well, I mean-
0: Any any progress since the last time we've talked about that?
1: So that it's, it's quite interesting. Um, So about 10 years ago, I like tried to like make a proper effort to write a book and to write a script. And then I, I I did it, you know, and then it wasn't perfect at all, you know. Um, but then I just never did anything with it. And 10 years ago would have been when it was easier, and I'm using air quotations, to get your work seen or put before an agent or a publicist or something like that. These yep. days, it's completely different. Like, it's so much harder. There's such a saturation.
0: Because you've, you've got all the self-publishing as well, haven't you now? so
1: You've got that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll talk about my little foray into self-publishing mm. later. It's a bit brief and grim. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I just didn't do anything with it. Um, I don't know why. I think part of it is the, th- the things I wrote... Um, particularly like this one novel and this one script were very they are influenced by other things that I really enjoy other stories and that but a lot of it was like very about me and my interpretations mm-hmm. of experiences etc so it meant a lot to me so the idea of putting it out there and it like being you know someone reading it you know and saying it was naff or it was shit you know it was kind of daunting and I yeah. thought that I thought it might it was one of my things that I was good at as well so, one of the few like few I, I can be quite I don't know if you know this. I can be quite self-deprecating um and and, yep. t- and I, occasionally <laughs> yeah. occasionally yeah. every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so there was only a few things that I thought, well, I'm really good at these things. One of them was Gaelic football. I was like the best damn Gaelic football player. And anyone who doesn't know, that's like like the national sport of Ireland. And then we have hurling. But I was great at that. And it was like a physical thing. Um, I was really good at that. And then, as the story goes, I went to London to start university. And there wasn't a Gaelic team. So I joined um, the football team. Or if you're somehow listening from across the ocean, soccer team. Um, And basically, I suffered a really bad knee injury. Um, uh, If you've ever heard of Skyrim, there's a very quotable line that became a meme called, I I used to be an adventurer like you. And then I took an arrow to the knee, which is what a lot of like random characters across the game Skyrim will say. Well, I took two lesbians to the knee.
0: (laughs) I've heard that before. It always makes me laugh.
1: (laughs) I took two lesbians to the knee. And given that I am one, it was just an extra insult. And uh-huh. yeah, my, my my cartilage was absolutely just destroyed, and that basically stopped me from from playing um, any sort of sport. But um, yeah, so one of the other things I thought you know might be my thing was writing, um, and not necessarily grammar or not necessarily those sort of things. I there's a lot of issues I have with that, but just world building and creating stories and interesting dialogue. So I wrote that and then I think when you you think you're good at something or it's one of your things if if it gets chipped away at you're like oh well that's all I had you know oh no yeah. you know and you you get a bit dramatic about it but um yeah yeah I'm rambling a bit here but basically yeah I, every time I would every few years I would reopen the the book and the script and I would spend so long editing it again and yeah. I would think, oh, my God, thank God I didn't send this off. It's awful. That's terrible. It's, it's, That's it's awful. It's like you've
0: got so far along in your wall, and then you just keep on re-creating the wall because like, you're not getting past that next stage.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I so, wasn't showing it to anyone. This is me seeing it myself, mm-hmm. you know. And then eventually I would show it to a couple of people, and, um, yeah, they would... The first thing they would say, I would show my script to people, and this has only happened in the last maybe two years. um, And I would finally show it to people. I was like, look, I just want you to, I just want to know if you're interested in the story. You don't need to necessarily find the subject interesting, um, the genres that the script uh, relates to, like sci-fi and all that sort of stuff. Doesn't need to be your cup of tea, but just like generally, you know, do you think it's completely shite or would you have any interest or would you assume other people would be? And that was like the sort of th- the, the the summary I gave. And then the first thing that people would come back to me was, "Oh my God, there's typos here, here, and here." And it's like, I know there is, I know, yeah. and I am appreciative, but that's not what I asked. I just, yeah. you know, really.
0: This, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm because I I would always like let people know what i trying to be too. I don't know emo about it. Like this is like. Very important to me. Like I'm in this. Like it's you know it's not it's kind of like uh I don't know a fantastical alternate version of a story of me, but like mm. as a as a sort of basis, you know. And then people, and then I would just that would kind of put me off a little bit as well. Um, and, that,
0: and that's understandable. But also, it is just like because it's a creative part of yourself. It's like an extension of you. It's like mm. part part of you that's like coming out of a pencil. So of course, it's always going to be personal. Whatever mm. it is that you do write about Whether the actual characters or a character is you It um, yeah. doesn't have to be You know, it's still you mm. Whatever it yeah. is that you do write
1: Yeah, but to answer the question that you asked 18 hours ago um, While I <laughs> went on this like massive biopic Is um, have I done anything since? Um, well, I think we're currently uh, recording this in January 2021 and obviously lockdown is still occurring um because of this global pandemic so oh god maybe.
0: and i I think you gave it to me to read about a year ago roughly so did i wow
1: i've given it to very few people you know Mm. Um, so yeah um the only other person the last person i gave like my script to i think was my ex um Who's a who's a lovely lady um and who worked uh in publishing for a bit briefly. So she was a good person to you know.
0: Yeah, to pass it through.
1: Mm, yeah. So well, especially like for any sort of grammatical errors. That I was fine mm. with, you know, like <laughs> uh you, you've got the expertise. I didn't give like heavy stipulations. But still it was always like a bit annoying, as we've said.
0: Especially my... especially you and grammar as well. So mm.
1: do you know what? i've gotten worse with like typos and grammar and stuff like that and it's not just autocorrect i mean that genuinely does i don't get angry you know if i no, but no, like, well,
0: it's it's it autocorrect that completely screws me there's things that you're expected to do these days and it either doesn't or it does something completely out of left field it's like where it do you get that it
1: enrages me especially mm. like in my line of work where i like do a lot of like say social media posts and stuff like that for like uh companies and that and then i see a perfect tweet and then there's either an autocorrect or there's something and it just it ruins the whole thing and the worst thing is when you notice this after it's performed decently you know Um, i guess like 20 likes a couple of retweets and you're like well i can't delete it now because a new one won't do any better you know because people are going to be like i already like clicked that like you cannot ask me
0: yeah, the numbers have already happened. That's where I'm they're sorry. gonna stay. Yeah. You get
1: you get one click from me, and that's jobs are done and say, mm-hmm. I know, I understand. Aye. So fair enough. But yeah, that's that's on the writing thing. But since then, so last summer, um, as we were talking about lockdown and stuff later, <laughs> I me. asked um somebody that I know that works uh, at BAFTA and she's in games. So I had a call with her and I was just asking like for advice and expertise. And she said what you need is like a visualization of your script. So you need a deck, like a presentation deck, like you would for like almost anything um, these days. And so it's not enough to just have the pilot of your script ready and then to send to people. You need to like have like a proper little presentation.
0: So it's like a full directorial vision as to where it could go, kind of thing.
1: It doesn't need to be as like deep, it, you know. It doesn't need to be full fleshed out storyboards, etc. But it does need like some, uh, you know, a little bit of a bulk. And so from taking that advice. I did procrastinate with that as well, but I like sought to um, like see if there's anybody I could commission to do a few pieces. You know, like a couple of the key characters, like a, a an environmental piece. You know, and okay. maybe um, because my thing is set in space, is like a and a ship or something. And so I I asked, was there anybody? And I saw some nice designs, and then I just like again, I just and I don't know the reason why laziness motivation. Um,
0: yeah, but it's just like it's just like we've mentioned in the lockdown, it's just like this whole thing has got to everybody in like so many different ways. So it's understandable to have put things off or put things back. Some of some things you've had no choice but to do that because of the lockdowns, but things that you would have normally maybe procrastinated over, it's just like there's gonna be a mental block there anyway, to so go ahead and do them, even if you've got like more time to actually do them. There's like, you know, other blocks that's getting in the way because the stuff that you've had to put off because you've had no choice to put off and it's feeding into like other areas of your life as well.
1: Mm. Well, like I was like this before lockdown as well. Like, like it was yeah. like. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Like I I, I I, finished these things about nine years ago, you know, and now I'm getting mm-hmm. through it. But yeah, so I've, um, I'm actually chatting to an artist now. I've like back and forth and back and forth we're getting to the costing stages so that feels good you know but even then from the first point of me chatting to them i did procrastinate as well you know yeah so yeah there's a the procrastination thing and the reasons for it have existed before and during lockdown but i have seen like a lot of people like during lockdown they've taken up you know instruments or exercising and all that sort of stuff and the thing is i think you know that's great and obviously like what else are you going to do with your time i think it's also completely normal and it's actually more common amongst people that i know that they haven't really done anything new you know yeah they haven't taken up those things they
0: haven't made those
1: promises or
0: yeah i think the people that have taken up those things uh, such as those that you mentioned that that have always been the ones that would have had the willingness to do it anyway but maybe just didn't have the time or didn't think they had the time so the lockdown has sort of had to slow them down a bit and make them realise actually I do have time for that and they can do it. Whereas the people that you know who have still maybe carried on as to how they would have done normally Hmm. it's just generally who they are. Some may have changed but a lot won't. Hmm. Well
1: we'll get into new things we may I may have done or well I mean I did do <laughs> I mm-hmm. may don't even know myself or you may have done um mm. and that in a little bit but um so first of all uh, we've completely skipped like saying hellos and everything uh, and that's actually fine because uh, we're just pretending to be friends anyway so
0: yeah it's hard going Really hard
1: going um so yeah you're you're Ryan. you're a good friend of mine i'm claire yeah we're mates and you are are one of the first people i went to um for this podcast for two reasons um i think one of the like well maybe three reasons one of the reasons is that i think we're able to have these sort of dialogues and these sort of conversations and um we can you know like Good friends, you can slip in between having these sort of serious moments and then just be absolutely haggy scumbag. Um well, you're like particularly good at just slipping into that role. Um, it's harder for me because I am a lady and I am quite <laughs> um,
0: yeah, something like that. <laughs> mm. Not sure
1: what that outburst. <laughs> Is? Um, just,
0: just the thoughts of you classing yourself as a lady. Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. just
1: you know, in a previous life, I was probably like an aristocrat of some sort. No, I'm but sure. I, I,
0: you know, but I do, I do, I do know what you're talking about. It's just like you know, you bounce off each other in like all sorts of ways, whatever that is.
1: Hmm. There's that. Uh, yeah. Another, and mm.
0: you, you read between each other's lines as well. I think quite. Yeah. Easily.
1: So when like you say it's hard to think of yourself as a lady, I know you're like, you know what, you have those qualities, Claire. I can definitely see them and they're very apparent. I just don't mm. want to admit it. And that's, you know <laughs> I've read between those lines for you, so you don't mm. like have to explain yourself, which yeah, is good. Yeah.
0: Of course. Mm. Mm, mm, mm.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other reason is uh to any other friends that will at all listen to this here, um, Good friends care about you a lot, but the only person that was getting off their arse to actually do this here and jump on this thing, which is actually one of the projects I wanted to do, so it's all a bit meta, was you, you know. <laughs> so thank you very much.
0: And it's re- the only and
1: person it's... willing to like uh, take some time out to actually you're, you're... like,
0: oh yeah, well attempt like...
1: this uh, bullshit endeavor with me.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like what you're saying there. I wouldn't say I was willing because you know that I don't speak very much, so. But, you know, be there for you.
1: it makes it, this is awkward, because now it's like, I've taken you hostage on this here podcast, Um, which I'm fine with. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that being a fact as well.
0: Mm. You know, I'm not fussed. You're not wrong.
1: No. Mm. Um, Oh, well. You're here now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: here now. Tough titties. Cracking on with it, and we're just having a chat, which is all it really is at the end of the
1: day. Yeah. And I didn't have to uh, pause recording this because I spilt a considerable amount of wine all over my keyboard and desk. Um, It's not something that happened.
0: No, because you usually won't let any wine go.
1: I'll fucking put that whole glass in my mouth and just (gasps) dicing it in. no, that was uh, there are stains everywhere, and the whole table wafts of and wine. That's
0: not from the wine, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Oh, you fucking absolute <laughs> oh, <what a> belly! <laughs> <I'm so bellend. laughs> I stink of wine though, but it's like good wine, so you oh. know, ticking that classy oh. box.
0: And when, don't you? Hey. hey anyway, no, I don't... Listen. Is, this, is this the wind you up section? Or? No,
1: this is, the, this is the disclaimer. I don't smell this, this of wine. Is, I smell yeah. of whiskey. <laughs> uh, True gin. That. Uh, grapefruit. Um, yeah. And you all know, of
0: this is being cut out.
1: All of anyway. this has been cut out. Oh, I have a little segue there. The segue quite nicely. Um, I think and to have we actually started any projects? Is there anything that we want to do? We've talked about like our capacity and you know reasons for things in the past. but like, has there been anything that you've wanted to do and you haven't or you have started? And it could be anything at all, because remember, projects are very much up to you. Projects or could be anything. It could be hobbies. It could be like, I want to travel more. I want to go for walks more. I want to read more. I want to, like, I don't know, play board games, draw pictures of uh-huh. willies. I know that last one is probably, like, something that you, you'd like to take up uh, in many senses. Um, so, yeah.
0: I'm surprised you didn't say that I'd do that already, but...
1: Um, it's not like me. I would um, never, I would
0: never imply. Yeah, of course you wouldn't. No, um, I guess what really got in the way with the pandemic pandemic was mostly like traveling. Like, you know, having a good time with your friends. Smallest form is just like, you know, just traveling, say like 30, 40 miles away. Yeah, it's, it's made it rough and it's just like... Because <sighs> you,
1: you're mad, like... I enjoy them too, but you're like you enjoy a good gig as well.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So music being taken away has been probably the worst part of it. Mm. And it it could be anything, it's just like I I'd go to like, you know, a lot of like, you know, well known acts and whatever else, but you you also get down to like, you know, the tribute acts, the local stuff whenever you can. Mm. And it's and it's all gone and it's just like and music is just like forms such a big part of not just my life, but most people's lives, because it's one of the easiest things to connect on.
2: Yeah.
0: And the pandemic just took that away. And I'm really missing those experiences. If if anything, it's made me how much I miss it. So it's just like, when we do come out of this, it's like, I'm going to do my best like try and get to as much as as what I can. If there's anything the pandemic's made me realize is just how much I miss All all the music, gatherings, whatever else. And when this ends, it's just like, I'm going to get out there and do as much as as I can. So in a way, it's like, although it's taking it away, I'm Mm. hoping that it's also put an emphasis on, you've got to get out there and do more of it, because this is how much you've missed it.
1: Oh, so definitely. I mean, um, my brother's like big into music and he really enjoys gigs and he's also a lot younger and I enjoy gigs for sure. But I also like the idea of going to like multiple gigs in a month is so tiring to me. I really enjoy seated options where I can get them, depending on the venue. Like I'm only like in my early thirties, and I sound like an old hag. Um, But remember those lesbians and what they did to me? You Uh know, just that's not even the reason. I just love a good sit down. Oh, I love a sit down with a pint and light music. But um, but like it's made me like you know what? Definitely want to do more gigs and more local stuff and that. Again, that's something I've always kind of had, but I think. I think what the pandemic did as well is we've all um, got a backlog of gigs that we have, you know, not everybody, but I definitely have a bunch of gigs that are backlogged or postponed. So they're already paid for. Um, <laughs> we're just waiting yeah. on the on the new dates. And most of them happen to coincide in June. Funny enough, um, there's like, uh, I think, I forget who now, The Killers is one, uh, a smaller band called Idols. Um, there's like a john williams tribute thing you know all these things are in um what do you call it uh, one month in june and a couple of them in the same week and i'm like i'm ready for it you know i'm fine come the actual days i'm gonna crawl into my bed post gig and be so grateful uh, oh, <laughs> to yeah. be horizontal but yeah no i think i think it's definitely you know we have some catching up to do
0: yeah, definitely. No, yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's like, you know, you, you go at it full pelt. Uh, it's just like for, as you know, me as like being a huge music lover, you've actually got a lot more on there than I have because I don't really have that much involvement with it anymore uh, because of things that happened last year, but we won't go into that.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, so, but yeah, it's just like as tiring as they can be. Um, you've definitely got the right idea of like just like just just get a seat and just enjoy the music. Yeah. Um, because like being a metal head is just like I've probably been in the pit probably twice in my life. Otherwise, I stay well at the back, and then I'm knackered after like an hour anyway from the, all the standing up. Yeah. So, so it's just like, and all you're really there for is the music, and mm. maybe a few beers. Yeah. And beers, don't you think? Just be there for the music, and it's going to be so good. Yeah. To have to have the ears ringing again after a particularly loud gig, I'm, yeah. I'm just looking forward to it so much. <laughs>
1: yeah, tonighters will never feel so good. Oh yeah, uh, as post-lockdown. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy metal gigs as well. I definitely want to go to more of them. I, um, as rough and ragged as I can be, i You know, I wouldn't be in the pits. I would be you know. at the side going, right. "Where's your dandruff going? It's all of me drink now. What's this about? <laughs> you know." I went to see uh, Weezer. Nerd. I went to nerd. see Weezer, and there was a marsh pit. How's that happen? What's going on there?
0: Well, it's just like you know, the, the nerds want to let let loose, and that's the nerd rock. I would like to see a circle pit of the Weezer gig. That'd be interesting. <laughs> it was the
1: most. It was the most <laughs> random, bizarre thing, and people kept getting <laughs> removed from it. You know, so they played Islands in the in the you know in the
0: sun. You know, and quite are quite chill bashing around like they're at, at a Slayer gig. Yeah, that's, it's that, a, that's actually. Funny. Yeah, I'd love to see that from a distance. <laughs>
1: the Dolly Parton concert and like she's singing Jolene and there's a mosh pit. She'd oh. probably join in, but you're not you weren't you weren't expecting it. Nah.
2: You no. Know? Oh.
0: <laughs> what a thing to record about you cleaning up wine. We've right, hang on, hang on, right.
1: <laughs> hang on. We took a commercial break there for me to um clean up more wine that I've spilt. Um, on this, the night of the first recording of this podcast, that will no doubt you know soar to the top of the charts. Um, um. and I think I need a sippy cup because I'm just a mess. Um, What was it you brought up? What was the story?
0: That you spilt a drink on a train, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Possibly. And you told
0: me that you mopped it up with your spare drawers.
1: Right. That was it. Okay, so that story, right? hang on. That story, <laughs> it wasn't me. I have no memory of that, but that story is very familiar. But it wasn't me. It must have been someone else, or I saw someone else do that. I would never have spare, unless I was traveling, spare drawers with me. No.
0: Well, I'm surprised that you have it any at it all, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't we'll me. That bit out.
1: <laughs> I'm not ashamed. It wasn't me, mm. unless you know, sort of, one of the UK train companies has CCTV footage of this. It does mm. sound very familiar, but no, I did not whip out my drawers <laughs> and start mopping up <laughs> northeastern oh, railways Lord. floors. Yeah. I <laughs> should not remember. Mm yeah it's probably
2: they
0: don't remember
1: uh it's probably didn't happen Mm. that's where we are Mm. so we've talked about music and stuff like that you get back into um i I, i'm conscious of yapping too much because i've actually like taken on a few things i don't know (laughs) if i've mentioned this a few like hobbies that i've gotten interested in um (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think I told... So, this is the thing. When we were talking about, like, multiplayer games and and, and you're into gaming and that, I always thought that... I always associate that people that have, you know, spent considerable time in, say, World of Warcraft and stuff like that will have also, like, been into board games and particularly Dungeons & Dragons. But you've never actually played D&D, right?
0: Nope. Never done anything tabletop or fantasy in the slightest.
1: Hmm. We're talking about games, remember? Not like oh, I
0: know, I know what you're talking about. Stop being yeah. a sordid cow and get, yeah, let's crack on.
1: Lockdown got me. <laughs> <laughs> Call the horny police. Boop.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I just I always like I don't know why I always thought you at some point would have played D and I mean I've only gotten into it in the past year and a half.
0: I'm um, probably the sort that you'd, you'd think I would, but no, I've always been more into the video game side of things. Um, I think you
1: really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, you keep saying that, but Mm. (laughs) I love that that's (laughs) That's a, yeah that's, that's a review like, yeah that's it's just like, it's just like i don't I, I can understand people's appeal to it but for me there's just something about it it's like maybe it could be like that episode in the crowd where they get the those finance guys like play d d and and they, they love and it. they absolutely and they absolutely love it they and got emotionally like, yeah they got well, emotionally invested it's like maybe if i was like you know invited into it in that way then yeah it would probably work especially if there's some beer but oh, there is. Like, mm, I mean, like, I, I don't know why this it is like. Yeah, just like, uh, yeah, okay. it's just like the, the the electronic versions have always appealed. Maybe because I can do them solo. Um, so, I mean, that's yeah. fair. That's um, that's
1: grand. I mean. So I never, like, I always knew D&D was a thing, but I never really kind of got it. And I never, like, looked into it. And it just meant nothing to me. And then I don't know what notions, because sometimes I'd be having notions notions I had. But then uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, I love D&D, and I'm playing D&D. And for some reason, I started, like, get into it. And then, then they were like, I'm going to, I'm in, like uh d campaign, but I want to like DM one. And so mm-hmm. would you be interested? Because I'm getting a few other friends and they've never played before. So we would all be novices together and then she would she would be the DM. I was like, sure, sure, sure. And we met up and we like looked over the players' handbook for um just like how, how it works and everything. And it's definitely a thing where how it works outside of the actual role playing, you know, you'll you'll pick up as you play it, you know? Yeah. Um and I I was all excited I got like a notebook to take down all like my actions in the story and I got some days and yeah it was I was excited and then I started and I met everybody and we just got along really well and we played for maybe three hours or four hours the first night and then I was like this is so much fun it's it's so cozy and this sounds so silly Uh, depending who's who's listening, and people who play D&D probably won't think it's silly, but mm. um, it just felt like, I don't know, it was cool to be, like, role-playing, being in, like, a fantasy world, and, like, you know, going with a band of, like, fellow travellers, and, like, staying in an inn, and then, like, getting your ale and listening for, like, stories, and then the fact that you can do anything at all, you yeah. know? You can be, like, can I do a back- backflip, oh. and, like, fart well, in somebody's face and then light them you know and do all this sort of stuff and the dm will always be like uh okay just roll roll a said. yeah yeah
0: yeah it's, but that's what it is it's like it's like a creative endeavor like between a group of people isn't it with like the dm guiding the way hmm. so I, I can see the interest in it but but i can
1: hmm. also see why it's kind of daunting as well especially if i don't know how good i would have been at this a few years ago when i was less i don't know when i was a lot more shy or i was you know i found Mm. i found doing sort of projecting myself or anything like that there to be sort of cringe because it was me doing it you know like this podcast, this podcast is sort of a related example i hate i I don't like hearing my voice anyway but i really hated it prior and i used to do podcasts
0: it's just like i used to work in like customer service on the Mm. phone all the time and i hate the sound of my own voice and yeah I don't particularly like talking to people, especially the general public. I did it as a living. That's fair. I can't, I can't stand it in my private <laughs> life. So it's like doing this kind of thing is absolutely terrifying.
1: Oh, okay. And, well, first, to, yeah.
0: Especially with what you mentioned about being shy as well.
2: Mm. That's
0: what I've always been. It was mm-hmm. sort of enforced due to the treatment that I got when I was just a little kid yeah um but yeah it's just like the shyness thing is a very hard thing to break but yeah yeah, i've definitely seen like how you've changed in that maybe it's maybe it's partially like you know your role like with what you've done with work and that's helped to to bring it out maybe
1: i'm not sure it's kind of a chicken and an egg thing um I think I got better at these sort of things cuz as you got older you and like you went through stuff and came out of it the other side you you gave less of a shit and so some of these things lost their um I don't know
0: that that that's the embarrassing thing well that's the best way to live is to not give a shit and just go for it easier
1: said than yeah easier said than done but I think that was part of it and yeah. then I think When you do things, it becomes, like, fine and normal. So the first few times I ever, like, did a podcast or something, you'd hear your voice and you'd be like, oh, God, skip it, skip it. But then, I don't know, as you did it more and more, you kind of got used to it. So now when I do anything and I hear my voice, I I still think, oh, God, do I sound like, like if an Irish sheep was a farmer and could talk? Not just an Irish farmer, like 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 a sheep that became a farmer. Just a, a quick throwback to when you said that you used to be in customer service and have to chat to people, and you hated it. Thank you for uh-huh. your service. Um,
0: uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: Calls are the calls are the worst, and like I I have calls with like a lot of lovely people, but I hate calls. I ah. firmly believe they're not necessary <laughs>
2: at all.
0: Yeah, it's just like it's like what we were talking about briefly about like when we've said like you have like an air of confidence or always seen you having an air of confidence in certain situations. The same happens to me, and I do recognize it. It's just like when something goes like push comes to shove, say like something goes wrong in a meeting at work, mm. they pull they yank me in because I'm the nerd who knows how to sort that stuff out Mm. and i'm there with like you know a group of execs and all of a sudden i'm like dealing with things and i'm talking to like these group of execs who i don't really have anything to do with and it just comes naturally because i can sort of do things when i have to i'm practical Mm -hmm. in that way Mm. but if you told me i've got to go into that meeting with those people like two days before i would be shitting my pants right the way up up well you're waiting for it yeah, it, it, yeah it's the anticipation which doesn't help someone with anxiety so although it can sort of like freak you out in a short amount of time if you have to jump on something really quickly mm. building up to it is the worst thing and that's probably the the hardest thing to deal with when when you do learn that you have anxiety or you have an anxiety disorder
2: yeah
1: i mean um,
0: it's, it's, yeah. It, it's quite easily quite reflective it's like before being diagnosed it's just like all the traits you know, you, you could say that, yeah, that's anxiety or that's depression. But until you're in your mid-20s and you're actually going through a moment that starts discussing that stuff, that's when you find out, well, eh, maybe those are the things that have always had an effect on you. I Kind don't, of weird.
1: Yeah. It's been so long since my mid-20s, um, but offensive that you've you brought that, that up, um, that that period existed and it was so yeah. far ago.
0: Can can you behave so, yourself? I am older than you, so stop it.
1: I keep forgetting that because I am such a grumpy bastard, like in comparison. Um
0: You are you are like an old frump, but you are younger, <laughs> so be careful in what you say. <laughs>
1: An old frump. Oh my god. That's that is That's the how, first you time.
0: That's how you describe yourself. That's how you describe yourself. I've
1: never used the word frump. I've said yes, frumpy. <laughs> when have I ever said I'm an old frump? I've said grump. the fuck's a fr- Oh God, I'm just picturing this heavy, thick grey cardigan sagging with my hair curlers and oh. frump. Oh, oh Lord, with, Which
0: it. one? Which one did Les Dawson play? Was it Sissy or was it Ada? Oh, fuck <laughs> one yeah! <of> them. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I
0: feel like one of them, but oh my
1: god, yeah, yeah, frump. Fuck, that's the worst. I had a, fr- I had a friend once call me a big bastard in the middle of Oxford Circus, and I pissed myself laughing. But frumps just thrown me.
2: Oh, it's It's all right. Like. It's oh, out Lord. there now. Uh, oh, I'm gonna avoid grey
1: cardigans.
2: Jesus.
1: Um. Going back from uh, everything that just happened there and that <laughs> moment Sorry. that's gonna like affect me for <laughs> um for the rest so, of
0: your days
2: <laughs>
1: for the rest of like my yeah. Th- th- what is it? third, fourth decade days? <laughs> um, so I started. <laughs> I started Dungeons and Dragons last year, and yeah. then it like a tale as old as time. The, the DM vanished, and then we just weren't able to meet up anymore, and then it it, it stopped. So I had this craving for D and D. I was gagging for D and D. Um, uh, again, not my usual preference. If you get me. Um, and you're phrasing then Jeez. i started yeah. like phrasing and then i started being that desperate bastard just like i knew people that were uh playing D and had groups of D, and then i knew like somebody might have left that group And I took this quite personally. I dropped so many hints that I am looking to join D and D, and this was like not to like friend friends, but people I kinda knew, and to friend friends, and none of them ever took up the hint at all. They Mm. were like, "Oh, I'm sure you'll find someone." I was like, "You fucking what?" Like, I I am being very apparent here.
0: Yeah, but that's because that's because a lot of the time people don't take hints. Well,
1: yeah, but this was like I am desperate. I miss it. I am crying. If only anybody had a campaign going that I could join, anybody at all in this here chat. There's only two of us. It must be you. Hello, and they'd be like, "Oh, good luck." And I'm like, "Well, like fuck, like you're you're the worst person." I'm just
0: yeah. i am
1: aggressively against any happiness for you in the short term and maybe the long term how dare you so i've been doing that there and then yeah i I didn't get into any and then lockdown happened um so it was harder for me to like be like a stray cat scratching to people's doors trying mm. to get into a D &D game
0: i mean i'm guessing like you know like a lot of things it's way more fun with say like friends that you know Uh, Or it is because just just know them a little bit, but Mm. have have if you've got that craving, there's got to be groups out there or sites that can like just like put some like random people together and probably probably into something like that.
1: Not not properly. I mean, obviously we're talking online. I mean, there's sites like that, like Meetup.com and stuff like that. You know, when people could meet. Uh, pre lockdown and in-, in person and that i haven't properly looked into it because i i suppose i don't really want to i definitely would prefer it with some people i knew and it's yeah. not that i'm opposed to do- like doing it with strangers because then you could become friends but i think there's like so many different personalities could be in a group And, you know, it's always wondering, like, because I I would like to be in a D. Part of the, like, thing about doing it with friends is you're quite comfortable and you all know each other. And you can all chat about whatever. And you all know each other's sort of, like, humor and, like, you know, things aren't personal. And, you know, you can have that bit of crack, you know, with people that know you and you know them. And then you you don't know if that's going to happen with strangers.
0: Yeah, there's no chance to step on someone's toes, which you could do in a group of randoms, yeah.
1: Exactly, you could say something innocuous, but it might actually be like super triggering to some sort of like stranger. And then you'll be like, oh, well, you know what? I can't be arse fucking watching everything I have to say, you know, especially if it's harmless. So, you know, I'd rather just stick with my people, you know, and my people. Well, my people aren't fucking taking the hint. So you're no longer (laughs) my people at all. But that's the point
0: though, it's just like, but a lot of people don't take the hint. So sometimes it's hard to do, you've got to be direct. Just say, i mean you, you you've got a slot open, Can I slip into it?
1: right, so I haven't gone on Craigslist fecking looking <laughs> for <laughs> that's that's Craig'slist material, but you uh, you've seen like, a, it. you've seen the a t crowd, right Yes, yeah, so do you remember that episode where like uh the, a mix up of a rumor happened that Jen was dead? And yeah, then yeah. this this guy was telling everyone that he was the last person to sleep with her when he wasn't at all. And then at the very end, she's stuck in the rain and she goes up and he thinks that she's come back as a ghost or something. And he's yeah. in his nice little cozy fireplace house. And she comes up covered and like she's just dripping in the rain. Her shoes are broken, her car's broke down, and she looks like you know, the lady in in, in black. She's at the window like a like a ghost. And she's like, Stop telling people, you know, you slept with me, you bastard. And he screams, I'm Jen. In that scenario to somebody With a and d group <laughs> So I cannot make it any more Apparent <laughs> but if anyone's listening to this And you're one of the people I dropped a hint to And you didn't take that hint Now you know And yep. as soon as lockdown's over You know we're still friends I'll still be there for you But I'm coming for you
2: yeah.
1: um, I'm just going to launch myself at you <laughs>
2: like, yeah. like a
1: fucking bollard mm-hmm. So so D&D was something I got into. Um, and then I started listening to podcasts and stuff like that. But then that made me kind of, like, sad and and miss it. But while I can't really do D&D, oh. um, what I have, like, picked up is miniature painting.
2: Um, oh, we'll, and
1: that's been gonna... nice because that's doing something with my hands. And they're not doing much else during
0: lockdown, you know? Oh, would you behave yourself? Jeez. Right. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, just like if you get into miniatures, just like yeah, I I still can't get over that comment about the doing something with your hands. Sorry.
1: Right. Well, I uh, I do like to be hands-on. I used to do carpentry, you know. But anyway, um, so I got into the miniatures, <coughs> um, got a couple, got some of the proper paints, you know, got little mats and everything. Watched some videos. The videos are actually quite. The, the videos are quite soothing, but they're also very intimidating. Like the people that do miniature painting all their lives, Magic the oh. Gathering, D and D—it's serious. They have a serious setup.
0: Oh you know? yeah, of course. Besides, so like, how long is you uh, are you away from doing like scorched armor? Because that's one of the big things. I so um, <laughs> Right.
1: so that sounds like uh, interesting. That sounds like something that requires technique and skill. And I'm just like trying to stay in the lanes, man.
0: So, <laughs> you're just happy you have a green bear with a sword.
1: Well, so that I got a custom figure. I was like, I may as well go hard into this. I got a couple of like random ones to practice on, and then I got a custom one, and then I made it nice and bright. And then actually, today I made another custom one that looks a bit more like me. Um, oh. and I'm gonna try and do that in like realistic colors. But there's so many things, like there's so many techniques and everything. And I'm just like blobbing along, like just stay within the fucking lane, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but it's I don't. There's a lot of weeks in between when I like take out all the kits and do it, you know, and put on some music and everything. But I have been enjoying it. The only thing is, I'm not sure. Like, is it is it,
0: is it fairly relaxed? Because like you know, you gotta like you gotta it's. It's like pinpoint painting, isn't it? So it's just like, you've got to have like a steady hand. So is it relaxing or is it quite it is testing? You, um, I thought it'd be quite
1: testing because like the, the figures are so minute and they're so, yeah, as you say, like pinpoint ping pong painting. But um, it once, so it was quite daunting when the bear figure, which also happened to be a bear as in B-E-A-R, was there before me and I was like, where do I start? Is the first thing I do with my paintbrush going to fuck it up? And then you start, and then you start, and then you can fix things as you go along. So it's once you get over that, like first like few touches of the brush, it's quite relaxing. I find it relaxing. I'll have a drink. I'll put on some music, and then I'll just have my nice little like kit out, like paint brushes and everything. And yeah, it's, it's it's quite nice. And then the thing is, like I intend to like use these figures when I get back to playing D&D if anyone will take pity on me and my moaning um, <laughs> right now I don't have any other use for them they're too small in finickety to be something that I would display especially because there's only two of them I'll like, keep them proudly but um, I would like to have them you know because i have other figurines like uh i have other action figures and stuff like that but they're like they're bigger, so like it makes more sense to display them and they're not likely to get like lost or ate by one of the 18 cats that live here so um the intent
0: it's it's a slippery slope to you spending every weekend in games workshop when uh this is all over
1: i don't mm, i don't (laughs) think it'll get like that like i say because So I got, like, a custom bear made, and I started painting, like, bits of it. And then it was a few weeks before I continued to paint other bits and other bits. And, you know, so it's quite spaced out. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm, like, spending loads of hours finishing one and then, like, speed running another one or speed painting. So another thing I've been doing is, like, just videos. I like the idea. I think I like the idea of, like, being a streamer, but I actually don't really care. Um, and I don't have like the patience or setup or care to really do it properly, but I like you know sometimes something funny happens in a game and maybe recording it and then just doing a bit of a voiceover and putting it out there just to like give people a giggle. So I've been doing a hey, few of those things.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of fun, and that one that one was great when you did that unboxing of the Alien game. That was spot on. <laughs> that was superb. Top-
1: Thank you. Top quality, that, yeah. Nice green. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it's just like, look at most of the things that, like, you know, get traction on either Twitter or YouTube. It's all a pile of shit with, like, some stupid comment that's plastered across it very briefly, and that's that, the best stuff.
1: You don't know how, like, close to home you're heading. That is so... In my In my job... <laughs> The job. I was gonna part- say that that is your <sighs> job, isn't it? <laughs> well, part of my job, like one of the things I do in my job, is like run social media for like business accounts and like video games and stuff like that. And so, uh, I I work with like. Uh, a Danish workmate uh, and friend called Freddie, and she's an amazing artist. And like, she'll like create promotional stuff that we put on like anything we do. But let's just focus on Twitter. And you'll put a lot of care into the copy, into the artwork, into the whole like style of a tweet to promote a game for a dev that you're working with. And then you're lucky if it gets two likes. And then you'll post some nonsense, a meme, or like a really badly drawn MS Paint thing with stupid words like ha, 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 "I am a bin." Fucking, it'll go viral. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just...
0: yeah. It, it is the it is the stupidest, most dumbest things that blow up. It's.
1: I yeah, I loathe social media, <laughs> unless it's like memes or like videos or cute animals. I think it should be. Just decimated from the
0: earth. I'm in full agreement. It's just like the least, the less that I can look at it, the better. It's something, it's just like, uh, as as you know, as we've talked before, it's like I gave up pretty much all of it. Any kind of like personal Mm. social media, I went from it. And it's hard at the start because, you know, you keep thinking, and maybe that's how it gets into your head. It's just like, well, think about the people that only know you on that service it's like yeah but then when you really think about it, well do they really contact me that often well, is it strange. really all that important and that's how it that's how it hooks you in and none of it's really that important no i've i found since like you know dumping most of that stuff is like the people that are important and are worth anything to you you'll still stay in touch in some kind of way. The rest is just like a hook to keep you addicted to the other crap that they want to, well, either sell to you or just like, you know, force into your eyeballs.
1: But yeah, no, I agree with you. I've done periods where I've wiped all social media and like for a year or so, but then I work on it where I need to. But then mm-hmm. that's that's actually like a lame excuse because i still have my own personal one but then that personal one is a is a sort of cv not really cv but like it's part of your brand you know what it, it's it's how you like you connect a lot especially uh, like in the gaming industry i would love to
0: completely
1: you, sever and i could you know i could
0: yeah you you could you but know. then you but you've got a business use for it so
1: but that's an that's excuse a- if i'm being honest like like i could i could delete it right now my personal one and that would be grand people hmm. would miss out on quality fucking me talking shit over a cliff of a clip of a video game clearly that would just be terrible well, or like yep, that, in, in that, me.
0: that is all you do claire so that's what they're gonna get
1: i mean in the past month i've done it like <laughs> twice let's not i'm not i'm not on my way to like the baftas
0: yet no but yeah but... it's it's just how it just hooks people in. It's like and it's that word it's like for you, in a business sense, it's like oh, the the word the the wording, the terminology it's like branding. It's understandable I mean, yeah. from a business sense, mm. but it's how it's become a part of like people's lives to have like Ooh. you know to 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 brand themselves on social yeah. media that that's when it gets sticky, and that's when it's like I, I, I want nothing to do with that, yeah,
1: I mean,. I... There's a lot of uses, but there's a lot of serious dictations and like,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like, yeah, okay. There's there's things that are are generally unacceptable. So people, yeah, shut up, don't say that stuff. But otherwise, just be yourselves. Don't play up to something that you're not because it's it's not worth it. It really isn't worth it.
1: Don't play up to being a lady unless, like me, you are very ladylike and dainty, and just. spill a bottle of Malbec all over your fucking
0: Oh no I'd say she has to get the brand in there anyway.
1: I mean I'm not being sponsored. I just thought it would like (laughs) if I'm trying to give give off this 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 perception of classiness, it's not it's not Tesco basic, you know? Mm. It's it's something something. Malbec. It's always
0: something something with you. It's always
1: something something with me. But so Music is something that you'd like to get back into, but I'd like to go back uh, to the video game things. Now, oh, no. you, you are what is, um, I believe the medical, there's a medical term for it, and you're what is medically known as um, an achievement whore. Is that correct?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's maybe the term that you've given it, but yeah. Do yeah you I do believe
1: that nine mm-hmm. out of three scientists that I did not contact have backed
0: up yeah. that you're an achievement yeah, whore. No, no. That, that, yeah, that can be backed up because it is rather embarrassing and, right, let's get to seeing how much of a sad twat I am. Come on then, bring your questions.
1: Oh, disclaimer, <laughs> I don't think it's sad at all to be an achievement whore. Um, which is what you are, um, by the mm. definition. And well, no, no,
0: oh well, yeah, no trophies because I've left that one system. But anyway.
1: Oh my God, are you being pedantic? All right, you're a trophy whore. I've got no, yeah, I've got no, yeah, yes. I think trophy whore is a bit closer to trophy wife, and you don't have the big like Karen hairdo for that yet.
0: So. Okay, so it's just like I am just a slut. I'm a slut for.
1: That's that's what I wanted to break <laughs> down this the whole like. I had this plan for this podcast, and every episode is I'm chatting to different, like, friends and people yeah. about, like, just, like, stuff that they want to do and projects and why they didn't and if they are and blah, blah, blah. But that was all a lay. I just wanted to get you on recording, saying that you're a massive slot. Here we have it on recording.
2: Mm-hmm. Just,
1: it'll go into the medical dictionary alongside, you know, the definition of achievement whore. Um, mm. Thank you. A credits. picture of me. Yeah. Picture of you with a Xbox three sixty controller and the wire like seductively between your Nashers.
0: Between my what
1: <laughs> Your Nashers.
2: Oh, what what do you think is No, no,
0: no, no. I heard exactly what you said, but it's just like mm. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to say about this. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of a sickness. It's a bit of like a, of a compulsive thing that I've had since I was a kid.
1: I think I need um, to explain it then. We need to explain it. So what do, what is an achievement whore?
0: What, well, what <laughs> if, well what is an achievement whore? So it's someone that plays games through to like full completion. So they get like the absolute maximum amount of like points or trophies to complete the game.
1: Which I understand. I understand like I love getting achievements. There's such a lovely feeling when, like, you get an achievement and it goes boop. You know, it is,
0: yeah. I really um, like it.
1: Yeah. You love it, though, you slag.
0: Yeah, well, it does have an addictive quality to it, and I can't but, quite explain it. I think it's like a compulsive thing that I've always had since I was a kid. So it's like go back, like, way before these systems ever came into uh, into account. I did it with like you know all the JRPGs, which I was massively into. No, I am not a weeaboo. Before you start, I, um, I
1: never would start.
0: Uh huh. So yeah, it's just like it went back. So it's like I would do things like the perfect save file. So that means that you had to like get every single item in the game at its like its absolute maximum. And then when these systems came along with achievements, I it it just sort of like led into that. And I wasn't big into it at first. Um, it just developed later on when once I got like my first completion. Um, yeah,
1: I find it admirable, by the way. I find it really impressive because to get first of all to like platinum a game uh, is like it can be like quite tedious, and sometimes it would be quite hard, you know, especially depending what the game is, you yeah. know, so it's quite hard, it's quite tedious. um, you know. Th- th- there's other things I think it would be like I would love the idea of like Platinum in a game I think it's also like If you have a game that's like 80% trophies There's kind of that niggle in you Where you're like You know you're so close to 100 And everything I think it's really in- impressive Um, I don't I don't have any games That I've 100% uh, Gotten achievements in And the There's, there's like There's three games uh, From memory Where I should have this sounds like I'm on like a, a big help. Mass
0: effect hel- by any chance. Hmm? Mass effect by any chance?
1: I heard massive dick.
0: Um, <laughs> I said mass effect.
2: So
1: one of them is one of them is mass oh, effect.
0: You of all people to hear massive dick. It's just like that doesn't compute at all. It doesn't. It's not
1: it's not part of my belief. Um not part of my ways. Um but no, there's like, there's three games where I should have 100%. One of them is Mass Effect, and mm-hmm. I did have 100%. And then this is way back, like when you had to like stick in an aerial to connect your Xbox 360 to the internet. And it wouldn't even work here because the internet was like so bad back then. But the one time it worked, it added on the DLC, which required yeah, the internet. Yeah achievement to the existing achievement so that way if you had done all the like offline achievements as soon as you connect to the internet it added one so you always were one achievement you know missing which annoyed me um and then the second one was assassin's creed 2 and you had to collect all these feathers And if you didn't track all the feathers, like if you weren't, if you didn't have a map up and you were like looking at where all the feather locations are. Having one feather left to find and not knowing where it was and not tracking it made it fecking impossible. And it was the only achievement that I had left and I just, I just gave up to be honest. Great game though otherwise. Then there's Half-Life 2 episode 2 and there's an achievement for getting a gnome from a certain point early on in the game to the very end of the game. Uh oh that one. It still like makes me twitch to this day. So you have to like you're getting shot at by helicopters, you're getting shot at by everybody. You have to take it in this buggy that doesn't have any doors and you know if you turn at all, let alone a sharp turn the gnome just fucks off, and then you have to retrieve him while under fire. It's just, it's really fucking contrary. Mm. So, you do that there. You like, you try and drive, you know, people are like, you're getting attacked by helicopter guns and everything. It's so hard. And I finally get the gnome there, and I finally stick that gnome into the rocket. And the rocket in the like semi cut scene goes up into the air and explodes. And I'm waiting for the boop, and it doesn't fucking come. It's glitched. Yeah. It fucking glitched itself. And I, I have not touched that game since.
0: But, but here's the thing. That's that's where you have a healthy mindset because you can let that go. Me, I clearly have I, not
1: let that go. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. It's it still your mind, but you've let it go because you, you, in a way that you're not going to attempt it again because you're like, fuck that. I'm not going through all that again. Can't initially do that. No. Whereas the game that you mentioned, Assassin's Creed 2, I remember that glitching out on me and I had to play it all over again to collect what? all those feathers all over again because one had properly glitched. It, yeah, so, yeah. so, so yeah, so with Assassin's Creed 2, you know, you're, you're collecting the feathers.
2: Mm.
0: Well, there's a part of the map where, if I remember right, you know how okay, it blocked off the map until you progress later on in the story? Yeah. There's a feather, like, right on the edge of one of those. And if you don't collect it in the right moment, sometimes it can just disappear for good. Oh, no. That happened to me, and I had to replay the whole thing again because I've got that mindset. If I know that I can do it, oh and if I mean, yeah, it might take a fair amount of time, but if it's relatively easy, I'll go for it i i it's sort of, it's one of those things where I can't help myself, I have to do it if if I know I can do it, it's gonna get done
1: I mean, ultimately, that's healthier than like heroin, you know, so that that's a perspective yeah. it, I would be it, like yeah, I mean.
0: It is, but it's just like it's—it's it's still an addiction in a sense, whereby you could a lot of people could say you waste that time. I personally enjoy it in a weird way. I,
1: I would—I would never oh. have said that you were wasting your time at all, because first of all, like that is how could somebody say that? It's <laughs> only well, you, you know what you're saying, but also like I say, I find it impressive. Like I wish I, I had that dedication, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that, but it's just like it's like I do understand. It's like there's, there's, there's so much more that I could be cracking on with.
1: <clears throat> well, I mean, that's yeah, but that, that, that's a but, thing. But that's again de- determined by you, you know.
0: Mm, uh... Yeah, and it's just like it's the thing that I've always said. It's like when people have made fun of it, it's just like I've always said. Well, I'm enjoying it. It gives me a bit of focus. It gives me a hell of a lot of distraction, which is like. That's key all the that matter me when it comes to games, and I do enjoy that side of it. Yeah, it may be silly to most, but you know, it, it's it's part of the fun for me I in think, doing that stuff. so
1: I think that's like that's such a healthy thing, but it's applicable to everything because mm. if there's something you enjoy doing or you want to do, and whether you've done it, you have half done it, you intend to do it, you didn't do it, you know that you won't. That's um. all on you and how you feel about it it doesn't need commentary the only sort of commentary it needs from other people is maybe if they're trying to like motivate you you know like come on now, go on you know but obviously yeah. you know you need to you need to be balanced with your with your tough love and I, it's it's totally up to you um if only like if you're disappointed that you didn't do something or that you did do something you know uh, that that's for you it doesn't need somebody else to sort of give any sort of like to dictate anything.
0: And with the pandemic and and having, like, a lot of time to reflect and, you know, I I don't mind, like, going into into this. It's um, one of the heaviest parts of me uh, shortly before the pandemic took hold was that I separated from, like, you know, a very close friend and lost a group of friends because of that as well. But they were the type of person who would have took the piss out of, like, you know, your other hobbies, the things that you're into or bands that you may be into and they're not, you know, they were that sort of person that they, they liked ripping the piss out of like things that they that didn't fall within their wheelhouse. And a lot of the pandemic has, has been me reflecting on that and thinking, well, hold on a minute, if I'm enjoying that, if I'm enjoying that band, if I'm enjoying doing my writing, writing out my crazy thoughts as I do, or I enjoy like, you know, 100 percent of the game that might take me a week to do because mm. all I'm doing is just like, you know, driving the distance of the circumference of the planet. It's just like it's my enjoyment. And it's sometimes very hard to forget that when you do have close influences to you, it's it's hard to forget that there is an enjoyment to what you do and it's not really a wasting time, even though that's what I said earlier. It's it's you know, you, you've got to bring that balance to you, you've got to remember that. You're doing it for a reason, and if it's fun to you, sod what other people may think about it.
1: Well, I mean, if anyone's wasting their time, it's them. Like it, it just it it sounds like such a waste of time to take the energy that's needed to verbalize mocking something, especially something just like playing a video game, playing it loads, like achievements, whatever. Like, how do you even in a pandemic? How do you have the time? <laughs> Yeah, to be know, such a knob but,
0: jockey, but you know that is the way. It is, it is understandable. It's just like well, I don't mind that kind of thing, but it's just like yeah, you're right. It's just like the the biggest thing for like the pandemic for me is just like yeah, it slowed down some things, which given me a lot of time to reflect and think about just do more things that you enjoy, and when you get the chance to do the things outside of lockdown that you can enjoy. And just embrace it for what it is, and that's all any of us can do. What, wh- whatever that is going to be, a... wh- wh- whenever this ends. I
1: think that's a a good sort of climax. Oh, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> did you have to say it like that? Can you say
2: that to Yes, me? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh. Like,
0: <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just like, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you know the common phrase these days. So I just like get down with the kids that I'm not down with. Oh, please oh. cut that out! But it's just well, like you know, putting
1: that like... out. But i made <laughs> myself out the window. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: but, but it's just like you know the whole haters thing, and it is, it is right as as uh, as as much as one of those things. It's like I don't get you all know, It's like they are right. Ignore the haters. Enjoy what you're gonna enjoy, and as long as you're not hurting anybody else do whatever the heck you like that brings you joy that's all that matters and if we touch back onto like something that i very briefly mentioned uh towards mm. the start of this which was about like my diagnoses with mental illness be it depression or anxiety and whatever else mm. and i'm still guilty of it i'm still guilty of going quiet and isolating myself because it is the way that i cope the only other thing that's just like as well as like taking the time to enjoy the things that you enjoy is just Make sure that you just keep talking to people, because it really does help. Even even if you can, you know, like myself, isolate every now and again. Just keep talking to someone, and yeah,
1: learnt, just... I've learned. I've learned that like is how it works. Um, uh, from your end. Um, at, at the beginning, like you would sort of hide away for a while and sometimes you would give a warning and sometimes you wouldn't and when you wouldn't in the beginning you it was like have i done something wrong or you know um what's going on so there was a bit of worry
0: which is the, never the, the that that is never the intention, as I'm sure you know, as we've discussed this stuff you, like many other yeah. times. you don't want to worry people. Um,
1: oh, I know that's not the intention, but it still will be mm. in your head. And then if I think it's something I've done, that's also something to do with like yeah. my head or whatever. But again, that's gotten better. As in, when you do like, if we don't, we we talk nearly every day. And then if there's a couple of days where like you're just not there. Um, I'm assuming it's you're having a long time, so I don't naturally worry. You know, I'm obviously yeah. like I'm hoping you're okay, but of I know course. that you'll 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 probably come back in a couple of days, and or you'll like tell me like I'm just taking a break or whatever. But even if you don't say anything, I like we've learned um, that, and the few times I might do it as well. I think you know. Um, so like we we've definitely gotten to that stage where.
0: You you know when you need to reach out to someone. You don't always have to. Yeah, no, so it's just like, uh, what I was going to is like, don't feel a pressure that, like, you know, some people could be worried about you. They know that you're going to be there. But the biggest thing that I would want to say, as I've already said, is just like, just keep talking when you can. Uh, and we'll all get through this. We'll I mean, all see you better yeah. You know, <laughs> so. I do.
1: I do. Yeah, no, I do firmly believe that. I definitely do. It'll, it'll be, you know, for those that are that will still be with us and everything. Obviously, um, it, it'll be grand and everything. But I think the the whole point of this is to is to be able to chat, um, yeah. to talk about these sort of things. And while we may have talked about, you know, certain. Lower points in our lives, or things that we have done, or things that we haven't done. I think it's always good to end on the note that there's that doesn't mean you you'll never be able to do anything that you want. It doesn't mean that you won't find new things um, when you possibly aren't like expecting it. Um, I know it's a very loose comparison, but you know, I I didn't think I would like play Dungeons and Dragons and like enjoy it that much that it made me kind of feel happy and miss it you know mm-hmm. it's a completely new thing and that could be anything and whatever it is to you no matter what it is so long as no one's been harmed it's like that's great
2: exactly
1: it, it's not always going to be it's not going to be one thing either so yeah try things do things do things at your own pace um
0: that's the most important part do it at your pace <laughs> do it at your pace
1: don't take 10 years to actually show somebody like one page or something you wrote though that's yeah. like a piss take. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. That's really fucking stupid.
0: Yeah. Um, but but that that is there. So hmm. it's
1: there. And I think I'd also like to sort of end this year episode on another bit of advice. And that is if somebody is fucking gasping to join your D D campaign and you've got <laughs> a slot Take the fucking leg! I can't. I still can't get over that. So many please,
0: Somebody, please take her, so she stops moaning. You know about what? It me. You know what? Please, please ha- take her.
1: I don't want to be taken in <laughs> D um, and D. Um, that's On 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 the uh, next one of the future episodes, I'll be diving into uh, board games, particularly. Uh, I did board wonder what games you're gonna that wonder
0: to say there.
2: Jeez. Well,
1: come on mm. now. <laughs> Just give me, give me, give me a like lenient lockdown. Um, ah, uh, but yeah, I think that's a good note to end with. Well, thank you. I think you. it is. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Ryan. Um,
0: You're welcome.
1: Aka Achievement that's... whore. Aka Massive slot. Um, Aka Good friend of mine.
0: Yeah, and sad twat. I don't know why she picked me, but here we are.
1: You're the only fucking person that would do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I could like. Oh, so, oh, <laughs> I'm just the one sad sap that would do the very You're the only part. person
1: yeah. sad at all. To, or you're the only person who was like, <clears throat> had, had, had like the most sympathy for me. Like, she won't fucking shut up. If I do it, she'll stop pestering me. So. I'll probably get yeah. you on for future ones But this see, is like giving You do you some really tell. know how
0: I work I, I did really think she's like If I get this one out of the way she won't bother me again I
1: fucking oh. knew it You <laughs> <laughs> slay I can oh, well. indulge in me there
0: Aye
1: Alright ah. well, well
0: Well it's see. been bossed in me wench we'll Get a bit of black country in there
1: Oh I love the colloquialisms uh, Oh Where's that from again? Dudley
0: Dudley? Oh.
1: Should I should I end this doing my Dudley accent?
0: Oh, You know what? You have promised to do your Dudley accent to me, but I'm really worried. <laughs> that sounds like it, a threat. Because <laughs> this is going to be like it's going to be Killian Murphy, isn't it? Out bloody Peaky Blinders. That's how bad this is going to be. Uh,
1: my accent <laughs> is far too thick to do any other accent. <laughs> yeah, that's a good
0: place to end, my dear.
1: And uh, there we have it. The uh, end of the first episode of Bear With Me. If you have indeed born with me, bared with me, barred with me, thank you. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you see something or heard something that'll make you want to join in next time. Bring a cup of tea. Bring a cake. Have a nap. I'm not fussed. But whatever you're doing, uh, be safe and take care. And I'll see you next time.
2: Well, <laughs> a nice perky bum hole to myself. Anyway, so